Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a Brothers Grimm tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co-host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading. Halloween Special 2022! So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a... Grim Reading! Hello and welcome to a spooky special episode, our first ever Halloween special. Yes, this is a first for us. We have the, the, the classic annual Christmas episode, but never had a Halloween special episode before. First time, first Halloween special. Well, the reason uh, we're having one finally uh, is because, well, I noticed this year that in our schedule we'd be releasing an episode the day before Halloween. So I decided to seize the opportunity, Adam, for a Halloween takeover opportunity well seized and it's the perfect excuse to read a story i've had on the back burner for ages Ah. a story called vasilisa the beautiful fantastic now it doesn't strictly have anything to do with halloween at all (laughs) okay this is off to a good start but it does star or co-star i should say one of our favorite scary villains baba yaga baba yaga baba yaga baba yaga with the chicken legs Adam, please remind us who she is real quick. So Baba Yaga is a uh, character in Russian folklore who is an old woman who lives in a hut on chicken legs in the forest and weird stuff happens there. Yeah, weird stuff. She does weird stuff. She does weird stuff. And she's very scary. Matt's even got a book of weird advice from her. Yeah, yeah. Long story. Yeah, it's a long story. <laughs> but essentially, we love Baba Yaga love here Baba Yaga. at Castle Grimm. Yeah. So any opportunity for some Baba Yaga and I'll pounce. Yeah. Now, Vasilisa the Beautiful, the story we'll be reading, it's arguably the most famous Russian fairy tale. Probably the most famous Baba Yaga story as well. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a Baba Yaga takeover of Grimm Reading. Uh, so we're going to have the story first. Then afterwards, I'll share some more information on Baba Yaga afterwards. That was a very good summary, Adam. But uh, uh, You're saying there's, there's more information available? Plenty more Baba Yaga stuff to come. Oh, I thought it was pretty exhaustive, my summary. But well, well. You did a good job. Uh, but for now, yeah, on with the story, I think. Let's, uh, let's make a cup of tea and settle in for the story. Absolutely. It's quite a long story, so um, settle in. Join us, have a cup of tea. Uh, or just a hot beverage of your choosing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't need to narrow it down to tea. That's, okay. that's our preference. You yeah. may have a different preference. But do pop a log on the fire as well, because we don't want you to get chilly. No. And please ignore any screams of terror or ghostly wailing that you might encounter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ignore those. Now, this episode is not certified grim, which is our, our content warning that we do. Yeah. Um, but it is dark and creepy, so... Please beware any young listeners or sensitive souls out there. Okay. Consider yourself warned. Thanks for considering them, Matt. I'm excited. Tea and story? Let's do it. Vasilisa the Beautiful. In a certain kingdom, there lived a merchant. Although he had been married for 12 years, he had only one daughter called Vasilisa the Beautiful. When the girl was eight years old, her mother died. On her deathbed, the merchant's wife called her daughter, took a doll from under her coverlet, 
gave it to the girl and said, Listen, Vasilishruska, remember and heed my last words. I am dying, and together with my maternal blessing, I leave you this doll. <laughs> Always keep it with you, and do not show it to anyone. If you get into trouble, give the doll food and ask its advice. When it has eaten, it will tell you what to do in your trouble. Then the mother kissed her child and died. Hey, <laughs> no. Don't laugh at that. <laughs> You're a sick man. No, sorry. Oh, dear daughter, I'm not well. Here's your doll. If you ever need anything, feed it and it will tell you what to do. <laughs> she falls over backwards. Right, okay. Mom! Yeah. This is quite the scene. There you go. You got it there. You're keeping up. I'm glad. So she's got a doll that you can feed, like one of those sort of baby born things you yeah. get from Argos. Yeah. New doll. <laughs> no. New doll that eats real food. <laughs> Out now. Uh, yeah. It's exciting. I mean, um, yeah. that's a nice little gift she gave her before she sadly had to depart. And well, it was a lovely gift. Yeah. As we'll find out, it's, it was a very good gift. Okay, excellent. But yeah, her mother has sadly passed away oh, now. shame. After his wife's death, the merchant mourned as is proper and then began to think of marrying again. <laughs> as is proper and then okay nice he's done it well you know he hasn't gone straight out he's done no. what he had to do he, had, he did the mandatory minimum however many days yeah <laughs> he was a handsome man and had no difficulty in finding a bride but he liked best a certain widow because she was elderly and had two daughters of her own almost the same age as Vasilissa he thought that she was an experienced housewife and mother so he married her but he was deceived, for she did not turn out to be a good mother for his Vasilissa. Oh, no. Vasilissa was the most beautiful girl in the village. Her stepmothers and stepsisters were jealous of her beauty and tormented her by giving her all kinds of work to do, hoping that she would grow thin from toil and tanned from exposure to the wind and sun. In truth, she had a most miserable life. Oh, no. Isn't that funny how... These yeah. days, both those things would be considered it's good. It's the opposite <laughs> of what people seem to try and go for now. So she's le leading a miserable life. But Vasilisa bore all this without complaint and became lovelier and more buxom every day. Excuse me. While the stepmother and her daughters grew thin and ugly from spite. Although they always sat with folded hands like ladies. Wait, 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 wait. There's so much to, to deal with. Let's that. not even deal with her getting buxom. Uh, oh, okay. We can leave that then. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you want to not? No, no, do you want to dwell no, on that? No, no. Um, it's fine. Do you grow thin from spite? Can that happen? You sort of wither. You wither away from like, spite. Oh, I'm so, I'm so nasty. And then, okay. Last of all, before you move on, folded hands. What does that mean? How do you fold your hands like this? <laughs> no one can see that, Adam. <laughs> no. Only me. Only you it's a podcast. Um, how do you fold your hands? So I think what it is, is they're sitting there, like, sort of straight-backed, very proper, and they've got their like hands on their Like, legs together, and, like, okay, hands together. Okay. Hands together on top of their lap. So they're acting like decent ladies, but they're, oh, they're so spiteful. They're withering away from spite, whereas mm. Vasilissa, I mean... She's getting lovelier. It doesn't even bear thinking Every about. day, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's weird, though, isn't it? It's really weird. How did all this come about? Hmm. Vasilisa was helped by her doll. Excellent. Without its aid, the girl could never have managed all that work. In return, Vasilisa sometimes did not eat, but kept the choicest morsels for her doll. 
and at night, when everyone was asleep, she would lock herself in the little room in which she lived and would give the doll a treat, saying, Now, little doll, eat and listen to my troubles. I live in my father's house, but am deprived of all joy. A wicked stepmother is driving me from the white world. Tell me how I should live and what I should do. The doll would eat, then would give her advice and comfort her in her trouble. And in the morning, she would perform all the chores for Vasilissa, who rested in the shade and picked flowers while the flower beds were weeded, the cabbage sprayed, the water brought in, and the stove fired. The doll even showed Vasilissa an herb that would protect her from sunburn. She led an easy life thanks to her doll. Wow. Yeah. The doll's really got everything sorted. Several years went by. Vasilissa grew up and reached the marriage age. Oh no! <laughs> Happy marriage age! She was wooed by all the young men in the village, but no one would even look at the stepmother's daughters. Mm. The stepmother was more spiteful than ever, and her answer to all the suitors was, I will not give the youngest in marriage before the elder ones. And each time she sent a suitor away, she vented her anger on Vasilissa in cruel blows. Wow. Bashing her up. Oh, dude, that's awful. Where's dad? Well, yeah, what's dad doing? I mean, what is he playing at? Come on, dad. Yeah. Well, actually, one day, the merchant, her dad, had to leave home for a long time in order to trade in distant lands. Mm. The stepmother moved to another house. Near that house was a thick forest, and in a glade of that forest, there stood a hut. And in the hut lived Baba Yaga. She moved near Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga never allowed anyone to come near her and ate human beings as if they were chickens. (laughs) Roasted them in the oven and um, carved them? Whatever you imagine, chicken. (laughs) Well, yeah, well then, yes. (laughs) Having moved into the new house, the merchant's wife, hating Vasilissa, repeatedly sent the girl to the woods for one thing or another. But each time Vasilissa returned home safe and sound, her doll had showed her the way and kept her far from Baba Yaga's hut. So mm. the stepmom's like, go into the forest to get this. Go in the Hoping forest to get she'll that. get captured by yeah. Baba Yaga. And eaten like a chicken. Yeah. Autumn came. The stepmother gave evening work to all three maidens. So I think that means like it's dark outside. So they're all working at home together. Okay. Yeah. The oldest had to make lace. The second had to knit stockings. And Vasilissa had to spin. And each one had to finish her task. The stepmother put out the lights all over the house, leaving only one candle in the room where the girls worked, and went to bed. The girls worked. The candle began to smoke. One of the stepsisters took up a scissors to trim it, but instead, following her mother's order, she snuffed it out as though inadvertently. Oh, what should we do now? said the girls. There's no light in the house and our tasks are not finished. Someone must run to Baba Yaga and get some light. Uh, what? Well, so, okay, so, uh, so she said uh, the candle no began sense. to smoke. But uh, now, now yeah. they're in pitch black, and it's like, oh no, we can't see what we're doing. Go to Baba Yaga and get some light. Yeah, I, I assume they don't have matches or something, so there's nothing they can do. They can't light the candle again. Oh, there's literally nothing they can do. I think that's the the point. Yeah, it's because to me it was sort of like, oh, the light's gone out in your house, and you can't find the light switch. Pop down to the supermarket and get it. Well, it doesn't make any sense. You've still got to see where you're going to get there. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, th- I think that they can't do the work. So they're meant to, they can get about the house. Like, there's moonlight So there's or no means of lighting a candle. I think, and it, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense if you think about it. If if the fire in your house, if you're living in the sort of 
I don't know, Russian peasant wilds of nowhere. Okay, your fire's gone out. Always needed some flame to light yeah. other. Right, you've okay. got to go to your neighbor's house, and they're in the middle of nowhere. The closest place. Well, is their neighbor is Babiaga. Yeah. Okay. So it's like someone's got to go to Babiaga's yeah. house to get some lights. Oh, the pins on my lace give me light," said the one who was making lace. "I shall not go." I shall not go either, said the one who was knitting stockings. My knitting needles give me light. Then you must go, both of them cried to their stepsister. Go to Baba Yaga. And they pushed Vasilisa out of the room. Why do their knit pins give them light? I think maybe like the moonlight's reflecting off them or something. Okay. I don't know. Maybe there's some deeper symbolic thing going on. Yeah. Not really sure. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, we okay. just, we've got to get Vasilisa... Out of the house to Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Okay. Vasilisa went into her own little room, put the supper she had prepared before her doll, and said, Now, Dolly, eat and aid me in my need. They're sending me to Baba Yaga for a light, and she'll eat me up. The doll ate the supper, and its eyes gleamed like two candles. Fear not, Vasilisushka, it said. <laughs> Go where you are sent. Only keep me with you all the time. With me in your pocket, you will suffer no harm from Baba Yaga. Vasilisa made ready, put her doll in her pocket, and having made the sign of the cross, went deep into the forest. Oh, wow. Her doll was creepy, man. <laughs> Did it say that and then its head spun around 360 <laughs> degrees? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, how, how are you getting on with the story? So it's a bit different, isn't it? Very different, from yeah. The Grimm's. I'm enjoying it. I mean, you've got you've got you've got some tropes in there. You've got the evil stepmother, yeah, wicked stepmother. So I'm used to that. The, the <laughs> totally absent father. <laughs> used to that. Used to that. Nothing to do with the stories, but yeah. Um, but no, I'm enjoying this. I I, I just want to know what's going to happen when you get Vasilisa, her doll, and Baba Yaga all in a room together. Oh, man, it's going to be a chaos. Sparks are going to fly. It's going to be. <laughs> Gripping, let me tell you, Adam. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. She walked in fear and trembling. Suddenly, a horseman galloped past her. His face was white, he was dressed in white, his horse was white, and his horse's trappings were white. Daybreak came to the woods. She walked on farther, and a second horseman galloped past her. He was all red, he was dressed in red, and his horse was red. The sun began to rise. <laughs> Vasilisa walked what? the whole night and the whole day, and only on the following evening did she come to the glade where Baba Yaga's hut stood. The fence around the hut was made of human bones, and on the spikes were human skulls with staring eyes. The doors had human legs for doorposts, human hands for bolts, and a mouth with a sharp teeth in place of a lock. Yeah, I turned back. I turned back. Well, Vasilisa was numb with horror and stood rooted to the spot. She mm. can't even move. She's so yeah. scared. Suddenly, another horseman rode by. He was all black. He was dressed in black and his horse was black. He galloped up to Baba Yaga's door and vanished as though the earth had swallowed him up. Night came. What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I don't know. So three horsemen, a white horseman, a red horseman, a black horseman, and they're like... I couldn't tell if they were figurative at first, and it just meant, oh, the moon's coming up. Oh, the sun, the, like the sun's setting or whatever. Yeah. That's what I thought it meant at first. But then what, where's this third character come, which is night? Yeah, so it's daybreak, sunrise, and night, and there are these horsemen galloping by. 
and night's just gone into Baba Yaga's. Or was it su- sunset? Was it the red sunrise? One? This red one was sunrise. It was a daybreak and sunrise, which are the same thing. Yeah, really. that's literally the same thing. And, and then, then the nights come. Nighttime, yeah. Uh, also, it doesn't make any sense. Oh. Yeah. Am I Sa- g- save it, Adam. Save, save it. it. Save let's it. get let's get stuck into okay. this story. Okay. Right. So did nights come, but the darkness did not last long. The eyes of all the skulls on the fence began to gleam, and the glade was as bright as day. Vasilisa shuddered with fear, but not knowing where to run, remained on the spot. Soon, a terrible noise resounded through the woods. The trees crackled. The dry leaves rustled. From the woods, Baba Yaga drove out in a mortar, prodding it on with a pestle and sweeping her traces with a broom. Nice. As she does. That's just her thing. You remember that? I do remember that. She rides around in a magical pestle and mortar. Yeah. She rode up to the gate and stopped, and sniffing the air around her, cried, Fie, fie, I smell a Russian smell. Who is here? And Vasilis went, what? That's rude. (laughs) You what? I actually showered quite recently. (laughs) Smell of Russian smell. Aren't they in Russia? Yes. (laughs) Like, not much of a surprise, Baba Yaga, is it? Vasilisa came up to the old witch and, trembling with fear, bowed low to her and said, It is I, Grandmother. My um, stepsisters sent me to get some light. Very well, said Baba Yaga. I know them, but before I give you the light, you must live with me and work with me. If not, I will eat you up. Then she turned to the gate and cried, Hey, my strong bolts, unlock. Open up, my wide gate. <laughs> the gate opened and Baba Yaga drove in, whistling. Wow, she's got like smart features installed. It's like, Alexa, open that gate. Vasilisa followed her. And then everything closed again. Mm. She's in the house. Mm-mm. Having entered the room, Baba Yaga stretched herself out in a chair and said to Vasilisa, Ah, oh, serve me what is in the stove. I'm hungry. Vasilisa lit a torch from the skulls on the fence and began to serve Yaga the food from the stove. And enough food had been prepared for ten people. She brought kvass, mead, beer and wine from the cellar. The old witch ate and drank everything, leaving for Vasilisa only a cabbage soup, a crust of bread and a piece of pork. I think she's got a drinking problem. <laughs> it's all, all different types of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll, I'll have a beer. Is that right? You know, bring a bit of wine as well. And some mead. And some mead and some kvass <laughs> as well. You know, just just pour it all in one glass <laughs> yeah, and don't, just swirl don't be, it up. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, we'll save fine. washing up, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, put yeah. it in one big tub. <laughs> and a straw. <laughs> 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 Don't mind all the empty bottles. That's fine. It's <laughs> that. a, a bin strike. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forget about it. It sounds delicious. What alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> there was kvass in there as well. I don't know what kvass is. I, well, I thought you'd ask me, so I prepared. I looked it up. I was going to pretend to know. Uh, that was my plan. Oh, kvass! I love. Oh kvass. yes, kvass. I always have that when I'm out east. Kvass is a fermented, cereal-based, mildly alcoholic beverage popular in Russia, Ukraine, and other Eastern European countries. It may be flavoured with berries, fruits, herbs, or honey. Ah, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Fun fact. I should have brought some tonight. Oh, we could have had kvass. Oh, error. Well, I haven't got any mead either. No, no. We'll stick with the tea for now. Yeah. So then, after all that, Baba Yaga made ready to go to bed and said... 
Tomorrow, after I go, see to it that you sweep the yard, clean the hut, cook the dinner, wash the linen, and go to the corn bin and sort out a bushel of wheat, and let everything be done, or I will eat you up. Mm. Having given these orders, Baba Yaga began to snore. Vasilisa set the remnants of the old witch's supper before her doll, wept bitter tears, and said, Here, dolly, eat and aid me in my need. Baba Yaga has given me a hard task to do and threatens to eat me up if I don't do it all. Help me! The doll answered, Fear not, Vasilisa the Beautiful. Eat your supper, say your prayers, and go to sleep. The morning is wiser than the evening. Very early next morning, Vasilisa awoke, after Baba Yaga had arisen, and looked out of the window. The eyes of the skulls were going out. Did you catch that detail, by the way? The, so the skull's eyes light up around the fence. Yeah, so I heard that, but and I just thought of them lighting up like sort of red LEDs, like in some Halloween decoration. But she actually lit her torch from them, didn't yeah. she? So they're obviously like little flames. Yeah, that's true. Crazy. Well, it's just starting to go out now because it's daybreak. Okay. Then the white horseman flashed by, and it was daybreak. Okay. I, what's with the horseman? Well, I don't understand the horseman. Like, Sorry, mate. Who are you exactly? <laughs> I'm Daybreak. Bye. <laughs> Baba Yaga went out into the yard, whistled, and the mortar, pestle, and broom appeared before her. Then the red horseman flashed by, and the sun rose. What? He's like, wait for me, white horseman. Well, what happened? I don't understand. Gotta let it go, man. Gotta okay. let it go. Baba Yaga sat in the mortar, prodded it on with a pestle, and swept her traces with the broom. Vasilisa remained alone, looked about Baba Yaga's hut, was amazed at the abundance of everything, and stopped wondering which work she should do first. For lo and behold, all the work was done. The doll was picking the last shreds of chaff from the wheat. Ah, my saviour, said Vasilisa to her doll. You have delivered me from death. All you have to do, answered the doll, creeping into Vasilisa's pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Is to cook the dinner. Cook it with the help of God, and then rest for your health's sake. (laughs) Okay, doll, please leave me alone now. When evening came, so it's all sorted. So she's alone in Baba Yaga's house. Everything's sorted. She's just got to cook dinner. Perfect. When evening came, Vasilisa set the table and waited for Baba Yaga. Dusk began to fall. The black horseman flashed by the gate, and night came. Only the skull's eyes were shining. The trees crackled. The leaves rustled. Baba Yaga was coming. Mm. Vasilisa met her. Is everything done? Asked Yaga. Please see for yourself, grandmother, said Vasilisa. Baba Yaga looked at everything, was annoyed that there was nothing she could complain about, and said, Very well, then. Then she cried, My faithful servants, my dear friends, grind my wheat. Three pairs of hands appeared, took the wheat, and carried it out of sight. Just hands. Just hands. Just disembodied hands. Like something from the Adams family. Amazing. Baba Yaga ate her fill, made ready to go to sleep, and again gave her orders to Vasilisa. Tomorrow, she commanded, do the same work you have done today. And in addition, take the poppy seed from the bin and get rid of the dust, grain by grain. Someone threw dust into my bins out of spite. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm having trouble with some neighbours <laughs> Some local hooligans <laughs> Having said this The old witch turned to the wall and began to snore And Vasilisa set about feeding her doll The doll ate 
and spoke as she had spoken the day before. Pray to God and go to sleep. The morning is wiser than the evening. Everything will be done, Vasilisushka. The next morning, Baba Yaga again left the yard in her mortar, and Vasilisa and the dolls soon had all the work done. The old witch came back, looked at everything, and cried, My faithful servants, my dear friends, press the oil out of the poppy seed. Three pairs of hands appeared, took the poppy seed, and carried it out of sight. Baba Yaga sat down to dine. She ate, and Vasilisa stood silent. Why do you not speak to me? said Baba Yaga. You stand there as though you were dumb. <laughs> I did not dare to speak, said Vasilisa. But if you'll give me leave, I'd like to ask you something. Go ahead. But not every question has a good answer. If you know too much, you'll soon grow old. I want to ask you, Grandmother, only about what I've seen. As I was on my way to you, a horseman on a white horse, all white himself and dressed in white, overtook me. Who is he? Hey, God, she's, she's as curious as you these are. questions, yeah, this is great. Well, he is my bright day, said Baba Yaga. Oh, then another horseman overtook me. He had a red horse, was red himself and was dressed in red. Who's he? He's my red son. And who is the black horseman whom I met at your very gate, Grandmother? He is my dark knight. And all of them are my faithful servants. He's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> He's hanging out with a robin. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That, all, that, that clears everything up. Yep, that answers all my questions. <laughs> no further questions at all. Yeah. That's that then. I mean, to be honest, Vasilisa just has as much information as we already had when you were confused, which <laughs> yeah. is he's the light, bright day. Yeah, they'd already said that. Still doesn't make sense. Well, Vasilisa's happy with that. Okay. Uh, but now she's thinking, well, what about those three pairs of hands? That was weird. That was a bit weird. But uh, she kept silent. Why don't you ask me more? Said Baba Yaga. Uh, that'll be enough, Vasilisa replied. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're you, good. You said yourself, Grandmother. That one who knows too much will soon grow old. It is well, said Baba Yaga, that you ask only about what you have seen outside my house, not inside my house. I do not like to have my dirty linen washed in public, and I eat the over-curious. Now I shall ask you something. How did you manage to do the work I set for you? I'm helped by the blessing of my mother, said Vasilisa. So that is what it is, shrieked Baba Yaga. Get you gone, blessed daughter. I want no blessed ones in my house. She dragged Vasilisa out of the room and pushed her outside the gate, mm. took a skull with burning eyes from the fence, stuck it on a stick and gave it to the girl, saying, Here is your light for your stepsisters. Take it. This is what they sent you for. So she's out. She's out of the house. Yeah, she made it out and she's, she's got the fire. Perfect. Vasilisa ran homeward by the light of the skull, which went out only at daybreak, and by nightfall on the following day she reached the house. As she approached the gate, she was about to throw the skull away, thinking that surely they no longer needed a light in the house. But suddenly a dull voice came from the skull, saying, <laughs> Do not throw me away. Take me to your stepmother. She looked at the stepmother's house, and seeing that there was no light in the windows, decided to enter with her skull. For the first time, she was received kindly. Her stepmother and stepsisters told her that since she had left, they had had no fire in the house. They were unable to strike a flame themselves, 
and whatever light was brought by the neighbours went out the moment it was brought into the house. <gasps> Perhaps your fire will last, said the stepmother. The skull was brought into the room, and its eyes kept staring at the stepmother and daughters and burned them. Wait, what? They tried to hide, but wherever they went, the eyes followed them. By morning, they were all burnt to ashes. <laughs> Only Vasilisa remained untouched by the fire. What on earth? Whew. They've been burnt up, Adam. By the skull. To ashes. Like, oh! With like laser eyes. They're running around, but they can't escape. Don't look at me. <laughs> Vasilisa's like, this is pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is mental. This is what you asked for, guys. <laughs> Is this what you want? <laughs> you wanted some light? You want, you want a little bit of light, you? want a little bit of light? Some light? How That's about that? <laughs> Is that enough light for you? Right in your face. <laughs> in your face. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're all burned to ashes by the morning. So it took a while to burn them. <laughs> all night long. <laughs> in the morning, Vasilisa buried the skull in the ground, locked up the house, and went to the town. <laughs> <laughs> She's like... Well, that's that then. Bye. <laughs> so I think I think she's just like literally like what I know. No, I can't deal with this, and she's just gone to the town. Okay. And a certain childless old woman gave her shelter, and there she lived, waiting for her father's return. So she she couldn't deal with being in no. the house too much. One day she said to the woman, oh, "I'm weary of sitting without work, grandmother. Buy me some flax, the best you can get, and at least I shall be spinning." The old woman bought good flax, and Vasilisa set to work. She began as fast as lightning, and her threads were even and thin as a hair. She spun a great deal of yarn. It was time to start weaving it. But no comb fine enough for Vasilisa's yarn could be found, and no one would undertake to make one. So she's made some really good... um, Good linen. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and no comb is fine enough to uh, to sort it out the yarn. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Vasilisa asked her doll for aid. The of course, a trusty yeah. doll? Come yeah. on. Who are you going to turn to? The doll. Every time. The doll said, Bring me an old comb, an old shuttle, and a horse's mane. I will make a loom for you. Mm. Vasilisa got everything that was required and went to sleep. And during the night, the doll made a wonderful loom for her. Nice. By the end of winter, the linen was woven. And it was so fine that it could be passed through a needle like a thread. In the spring, the linen was bleached. In fact, there's really a lot of detail. Yeah, we're really going into the textiles. This is nice. And Vasilisa said to the old woman, Grandmother, sell this linen and keep the money for yourself. The old woman looked at the linen and gasped. No, my child. No one can wear such linen except the Tsar. I shall take it to the palace. So this linen is so good, only the king can have it, really. Wow. Amazing. The old woman went to the Tsar's palace and walked back and forth beneath the windows. The Tsar saw her and asked, What do you want, old woman? Your Majesty, she answered, I have brought rare merchandise. I do not want to show it to anyone but you. The Tsar ordered her to be brought before him, and when he saw the linen, he was amazed. What do you want for it? asked the Tsar. It has no price, little father Tsar. I have brought it as a gift to you. The Tsar thanked her and rewarded her with gifts. He said, watch who you're calling little father Tsar. <laughs> the Tsar ordered shirts to be made of the linen. Nice. It was cut, but nowhere could they find a seamstress who was willing to sew them. 
For a long time they tried to find one, but in the end the Tsar summoned the old woman and said, You have known how to spin and weave such linen. You must know how to sew shirts of it. It was not I that spun and wove this linen, your majesty, said the old woman. This is the work of a maiden to whom I give shelter. Then let her sew the shirts, ordered the Tsar. The old woman returned home and told everything to Vasilisa. I knew all the time, Vasilisa said to her, that I would have to do this work. She laughed. <laughs> you shake your head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it never ends. Oh, as in like... I said the work never ends, not like, the story. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them never end. Yeah. She, <laughs> she locked herself in her room and set to work. She sewed without rest, and soon a dozen shirts were ready. The old ones really, from start to finish, were getting the process of these shirts. Yeah. The old woman took them to the Tsar, and Vasilisa washed herself, combed her hair, dressed in her finest clothes, and sat at the window. She sat there waiting to see what would happen. She saw a servant of the Tsar entering the courtyard. The messenger came into the room and said, The Tsar wishes to see the needlewoman who made his shirts and wishes to reward her with his own hands. <laughs> Excuse me? I think he meant hand. A hand not in marriage, hand. not hands. <laughs> take, take the king's hands. <laughs> Vasilisa appeared before the Tsar. When the Tsar saw Vasilisa the Beautiful, he fell madly in love with her. Nice. No, my beauty, he said. I will not separate from you. You shall be my wife. He took Vasilisa by her white hands, seated her by his side, <laughs> and the wedding was celebrated at once. <laughs> Immediately. Let's not dilly-dally, dear. Hello, nice to meet you. Let's get married. It's done. Soon Vasilisa's father returned, was overjoyed at her good fortune, and came to live in his daughter's house. Vasilisa took the old woman into her home too, and carried her doll in her pocket till the end of her life. The Big old story. And uh, as I said, yeah, one of the, the most famous, most well-known Russian fairy tales. Wow. Yeah. It's an epic one. Yeah. And appropriate for Halloween. However, as you said before, Baba Yaga's not even the creepiest character in it. <laughs> it's the doll. <laughs> the creepy doll. Yeah. That might have been my uh, my characterization there. My choices uh, I made. It seemed very creepy. Creepy to me. Every time the doll comes along, I'm imagining that slightly detuned kind of music box. Hello, Adam. Could you feed me something, please? <laughs> so you just got this little doll and you're just shoving some like 
pork or some like cabbage into its face. And then it said it crawled into her pocket. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> I love so you, Vasilisa. I'm so never what? leaving That's you. So bad. <laughs> Baba Yaga, please help me sort this doll up. <laughs> She teams up with Baba Yaga to deal with the doll. <laughs> That's Basilisa the Beautiful too. <laughs> the doll's revenge. Yeah. They were enemies. <laughs> now they've been brought together. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Incredible story. Is she confused as to who her grandma is? Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, what's that all about? Yeah, well, I, I don't think it's, uh, you know, that strange in Russian fairy tales for, yeah, her to be called grandma or something like that. But is that, but then she calls this other woman grandma who took her in later in the story. Yeah, I mean, perhaps it's, it's a translation thing. Right, that's what I was thinking. Or it's like some sort of way of addressing an older woman, but it's sort of translated as grandma. Yeah. Uh, like babushka. Exactly. For example, say babushka as yeah. a kind of a term of endearment. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Yeah. That makes sense. That does make sense, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I was a bit mm. shocked when she just suddenly, out of the blue, referred to her, to Baba Yaga's grandma. I was All like, right, granny. You was like, whoa, you missed that whole relationship <laughs> out of the story. Well, Plot twist. Um, <sighs> wow, so much to unpack. Big story. So, I mean, yeah. we could sum it up as she got sent out to bring the fire. She brought the fire. She brought the fire and she burned her... <laughs> yeah. Her sister, sister-in-laws. Uh, yeah. No, stepsisters. Stepsisters. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Is what that right? Was, yeah, that is right. That is right, yeah. Yeah, so her she she's burnt her stepsisters and stepmother alive yeah. during the night. And then she's just immediately left... Left... Uh, left town. Just she's gone like, to another no, town. No, can't deal with that. No, uh, no, no. I'm no. leaving. She's got a new life as a brilliant seamstress and then ends up marrying the Tsar. Yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah, the whole story is uh, her mum dies, gives her a doll. Dad remarries. Horrible stepmother and yeah. stepsisters who, who treat her terribly. They kick her out of the house to go to Baba Yaga's house. They, they move house to get her near Baba Yaga. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah oh. They finally get her to Baba Yaga's. And then Baba Yaga kind of enslaves her, makes her do chores, is always hoping to eat her. But the doll has done everything perfectly. Yeah. So uh, she has no excuse to eat her. Then she asks her some questions. And in this little chat that they have over dinner while Baba, Baba Yaga's eating. Yeah. She's like, oh, how, how do you get everything done? And she's like, well, my mum gave me this doll. Uh, A blessing. She said she didn't even tell her about the doll. Oh, did she not? No, she just said, I did it with my mum's blessing. I thought she was being coy. I thought she was being like clever. And Baba uh, and Yaga goes ballistic. Yeah, I'm not having any blessed people in my house. Get out. Yeah. And she says, you know what? Here's the, here's the light that you look for as well. Yeah. And I'll be gone. Gives her the skull. Yeah. And then as you say, marries the, ends up marrying the Tsar. Dad comes home and she brings the old woman in and dad into the palace. And they live happily ever after. Yeah, they certainly do. I've got quite a few questions. Okay. Bring them. Bring okay. It. Horseman. Horseman. What is that? Horseman. White horseman, daylight, red horseman, the sun. Yeah. Dark horse, dark knight <laughs> is Batman, is um is the night. So daylight pops along and then the sun comes. No, but daylight is the sun. What are you talking about? Yeah, it also said the daylight came, the sun rose, 
And then she walked on for two more days and then night came. <laughs> yeah, well, so it isn't even that she walked no, till the end of the day and night no. came. No. So it's even more stupid. I thought I was just getting confused at that point, but no, you're right. Now, I, I can see you're upset and confused, but I wondered, Adam, uh, maybe that seemed familiar. The three horsemen. The three horsemen. Well, even this story, the title of the story may seem familiar because we've talked about this before. I've mentioned Vasilis the Beautiful before. So earlier this year, okay. not even that long ago, okay. we read the very short little creepy Grimm story, Brothers Grimm story, Frau Trude. Yeah. Now that story is very reminiscent of Vasilis of the Beautiful, especially the multicolored horsemen. Multicolored horsemen. Do you remember this story of no. Frau Trude? No. Okay, so Frau Trude. I might be in gaslit right now. Did this actually happen? <laughs> It's the episode where I gave uh, extended history of witches. I remember that. That bit, that bit stays in your mind. Yeah. It's understandable. It's a super short grim story. So okay. Frau Trude was, as a little girl at home with her parents. She's like, I want to go see Frau Trude. Her parents go, no way. We're going to mm. disown you if you go see Frau Trude. She's oh, like, yeah. I don't care. Goes to Frau Trude's. That's right. Uh, on her oh. way to Frau Trude, a like red man walks past... A green man walks past and a, a black man walks past. Yeah. <laughs> really terribly put. Yeah. Then she sees Frau True through the window. Her head's made of fire and she's a devil or something. Yeah. Then she goes in. Frau True's like, ah, hello. And then the uh, little girl's like, I saw a, a, <laughs> a black man, a red man and a green man. Yeah. And I saw your head on fire. And Frau True says, well, you've seen the witch in her proper form. Turns the girl into a block of wood, chucks her on the fire and kills her. The end. Yeah. You don't remember that at all? No, I do now. Do you remember yeah, it? Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. But what was the thing with the, the different colored people? What, because that... Well, exactly. So we had it there. But did we unpick it in that episode? No, so I had a theory, which is that it was like a mini version of Vasilis the Beautiful. Okay. Because the Brothers Grimm found Frau Trude as a poem that was written under a, a pseudonym, which they then adapted into the Frau Trude story. Okay. And my theory was that the anonymous writer had read Vasilisa the Beautiful mm -hmm. and made a fairy tale poem based on that. Right. I mean, it's a working theory. Yeah. This whole three horsemen or whatever could be something wider in folklore, I don't know. Or maybe it's just contained in this story and stolen in, and used in Frau Trude. I see, yeah. But... Uh, in Frau Trude, it made even less sense. Here, at least, we're told that they are the daybreak, the sunrise, yeah. and the dark night. But so they told you what they actually symbolised, never mind the fact that it yeah. doesn't actually make sense. But, yeah. but in Frau Trude, it was literally just apropos of nothing. It's a yeah. grey man. Like what? In terms of what it means, I don't really know. I suppose you could... You know, if you subscribe to that very old school uh, idea of, of folk tales that they're like... Um, Solar myths is the idea. So mm. these stories are representative of celestial events. You know, we've seen that before. Like the Frog King is about the sun rising and the sun setting. And they're like parables of stuff that happens in the cosmos. Yeah. That's okay. one theory, I guess. Yeah. Another, I guess, is that uh, they are servants of Baba Yaga. So she, you know it, it ties her it makes her more elemental she's sort of yeah she is almost sort of godlike and controls these things and 
nature is her servant or something I like that. I kind of buy that because the the she saw the 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 dark knight, the ho- dark horseman riding in through her front door. Yeah, she? yeah, yeah. So that exactly. would make sense. Otherwise, well, she, why would he be going in there? Well, she also said they're my servants when Vasilisa oh, was oh, asking her about them. I missed that. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so I thought, um, so it's very similar to Frau Trude, but it's also uh, considered very similar to uh, some other big, famous Grimm stories, okay. Vasilisa the Beautiful. It's often compared to Cinderella. Uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Hey, no spoilers here. Don't worry. Uh, We've got Cinderella coming soon at the end of this series. Yeah. But essentially, they're both sort of rags to riches stories of a heroine who's bullied by step-siblings and stepmother. Mm -hmm. I I guess we'll find out soon, I suppose. Yeah, exciting. However, I'm guessing we won't have a talking doll and Baba Yaga in Cinderella, sadly. I would imagine not. Uh, Vasilis the Beautiful is also kind of reminiscent of Hansel and Gretel a bit, too. So little girl goes into the woods, goes to the creepy witch's house, yeah. gets in trapped by the witch and has to escape. True. Yeah, yeah true. So we definitely see uh, some other fairy tales, some other Grimm's tales in there. Yeah. So what did you think? Were you, were, were you no, inter- it's good. I mean, it, it's... um. So we've had... What have we had? One... Baba Yaga story or two Baba Yaga stories so far? Uh, we've had a fair few, actually. Okay. Later, we'll I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. Because I kind of want this episode to be a bit of a, a Baba Yaga repository. I'm going to give an index later of where you can find Baba Yaga in Grim yeah. Reading. It's your point of contact for Baba Yaga. So we, we've, we've talked about her quite a lot. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, my vague memories of the other Baba Yaga stories is that a lot of details from this sort of match that. Yeah, definitely. What was your favourite part of this story? Favourite part of the story? Uh, honestly, I think the skull burning <laughs> her family alive. <laughs> that was pretty good. I like the skull. I really, yeah. I think the skull is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and like the skull on the fences around the uh, the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Wait, does the skull talk to her at the end? Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, in fact, the... Um, the the skull part of uh, of this story and, and all of that um, is the sort of prominent part of the very famous illustrations of this story by mm-hmm. um, uh, Ivan Bilibin, I think he's called. He did this fantastic series of illustrations of Vasilis uh, the Beautiful in the early 1900s. Some of my favourite fairy tale illustrations, and there's a particularly iconic one with Vasilis holding the the skull torch. We'll share those on Instagram. Ah, amazing. Um, and here is the famous one of her holding the skull torch. Oh, that's creepy. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. That's the skull's eyes are shining out like like a sort of pumpkin lantern. That's that's great. And you can see the other skulls around the, the hot and chicken legs behind her. Yeah. You can see the bones. Oh, oh that's cool. As I said, we'll I'll uh, we'll share those on Instagram. Because those are some good images. They certainly are. I feel like you want to talk Baba Yaga. Let's talk Baba Yaga. Let's, let's do it. 
just one thing though, Adam. So I was thinking about the, I was thinking about Vasilis the Beautiful, and I was like, what you know, what is this story really about? And my conclusion was that ultimately, it's about the power of love. I was gonna say something along those lines. Ultimately, it was the blessing of a loving mother that carried her through that story. Yeah, the mother's love is yeah. protecting her and saves her ultimately. Yeah. Which I realised is basically the plot of Harry Potter. Right. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? It's quite Potter esque. Yeah. He Harry Potter is protected by the He's... mother's love. Yeah. That stops him being hurt by the evil villain. Yeah. That's exactly what happens in Vasilis of the Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Do you think that's a coincidence? Oh, I like to think not. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's a very good point. I think that's... And it's a nice theme, isn't it? Oh, it's a lovely theme. Yeah. It's a lovely Halloween theme. Yeah. Very wholesome Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> now I want you to bring a dark, twisted theme for the Christmas series. Christmas yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have a dark Christmas. Glad to hear it. Right, okay. I feel like you want to talk Baba Yaga. Let's do it, Baba okay. Yaga. All right, well, okay. But first off, uh, just to let you know, Vastas the Beautiful, uh, this story was collected and edited by a Russian folklorist called Alexander Afanasyev. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was a Russian folklorist and a man of letters, born in uh, 1826. In the 1850s and 60s, he collected and published 600 fairy tales in eight different volumes under the title of Russian Fairy Tales. Alexander Afanasyev was directly inspired by the Grimm's and their fairy tale book as a model. But if anything, Afanasyev was uh, more fastidious and academically rigorous than the Grimm's. So Afanasyev, he wouldn't amalgamate different sources, for example. Okay. He'd reproduce them separately. So if he got different accounts of the same story, right. he'd publish them as they are. Whereas right. the Grimm's would mix up different ones happily. They'd like polish them up and they'd like m merge them together to get like the pure poetry out of them as they would yeah. see. Oh, okay. So would they feel like there's more duplication in his collection? Because yeah. there are sort of similar stories that under the Grimm's, they just take one version or like amalgamate them. Exactly. Yeah, right. he wouldn't okay. do that. Uh, he wouldn't tolerate any embellishments of the text or any changes like that or merging. And I, I get the feeling that Russian fairy tales are, are thought of as it's a very rich corpus of folklore. Mm. I think that is the most anyone ever published. 600 tales is a yeah. lot. And they're quite mad and good fun. Excellent. Um, and you get things like Baba Yaga in them. Yeah. Now, I read that um, Afanasyev, he made a note of the sources of each and every story that he published, so where he got them from. But for love nor money, I haven't been able to find the source for Vasilis of the Beautiful, in oh, English no. at least. Uh, but it, it, from what, what I've read around it, it seems to be thought of as a particularly old, ancient story. Hmm. That's how it's considered anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't able to find, I wasn't able to verify, sadly. Sad. Let's talk Baba Yaga. Let's do it. So, Adam, who is Baba Yaga? Let's get a little more acquainted with this creepy old lady. Cue the jingle. 
She rides around in the magical water. <laughs> it's Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. That was our Baba Yaga jingle, by the way, everybody. <laughs> Baba Yaga is essentially an all-powerful witch. She is the witch of Slavic folklore. Yep. She appears in Russian, Ukrainian, and Belarusian tales, as well as Polish, Croatian, Bosnian stories. Wow. So like South Slavic as well. Yeah. Uh, perhaps sometimes with a variation on the name, but still very much Baba Yaga in these different sort of Slavic cultures. Okay. Yeah. On the name, Baba essentially means old woman. Oh, Baba. Uh, Baba. That explains... Uh Grammar. But sort of over time, it's developed a negative connotation. Okay. Uh, so it's an offensive word almost. But essentially, it means old lady. Okay. So that's the Baba part done. Baba. Tick. Old done. woman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yaga? Is a little trickier. Mm, okay. In fact, we don't actually know for sure oh, no. what Yaga is or what Yaga means. Theories abound, though. Uh, so Yaga sounds similar to the word horrible in some uh, other Slavic languages. Not Russian, but some Slavic languages. Okay. Horrible old woman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, it could be related. Uh, another theory goes that it's connected to verbs for riding or to ride. Okay. Riding old woman. Well, she loves running around in her pestle and mortar. Yeah, true. Etymologically, it's similar to um, Jäger in German. Which means hunter. Uh, okay. So like Jägermeister. Yeah. Master hunter. Master hunter. So that's to do sort of with riding, hunter. Yeah, I can see that. Alexander Afanasyev, the guy who collected the tale, his theory was that uh, Yago is from an old Sanskrit word for serpent, which is ahi, which to me doesn't sound anything like Yago. No, it doesn't. But he had a go at least. <laughs> oh, bless him. <laughs> It could even be related to the old English word, Inca, for doubt, worry, or pain. Inca, Yaga. So we, do, we don't know, but there mm. are different theories as to where it comes from. Okay. Do you like, like any of those in particular? Um, horrible? Horrible seems the most likely, doesn't it? Horrible old woman. Yeah. That's probably what they're going for. But the origin of Yaga remains a mystery, much like the character herself. Wow. So that's the name. Uh, concerning her appearance, so I mean, this is going to be a one-stop shop for all things Yaga, Adam. Fantastic. Sign me up. So she's an old woman. Yep. Uh, she's regularly described as having sharp iron teeth mm. and references made to her pendulous drooping breasts. Excellent. Sometimes she's insanely tall, like a giant. Yep. Sometimes she has a long nose that sticks up to the ceiling when she lies down. <laughs> oh, okay, brilliant. But it all depends on the story. So we didn't get those descriptions. Okay, yeah. I'm now, not sure how high her ceilings are. But imagine... But okay, that's important. You, like, how that. difficult it would be to, like, go through a doorway. You've got to approach it at the right angle to get the nose first. Just angle that right. She's often referred to by her epithet, Baba Yaga the Bony-Legged. Bony-Legged. We've had that before. Yeah, there's a thing about bony legs, isn't there? I mean, oh, yeah. her, well, her heart being on chicken legs. Yeah, there's that. Um, yeah. Hey, that's next section, Adam, okay. which is transport and accommodation. Fantastic. So, oh, can't wait for that. 
But we have we've heard her called uh, Baba Yaga, the bony leg, before, bony leg, yeah. um, and this has been taken to mean that one of her legs might literally be made of bone. Okay. Or possibly that she's just an old and skinny woman in a culture that valued plumpness. Yeah. As we kind of saw at the beginning of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Transport and accommodation. Yeah. Baba Yaga lives in a hut on chicken legs. Yeah. Now, she's a big fan of birds in general, actually. Is she? Uh, birds often serve her in the stories. They kind of act as her hmm. servants. Okay. So on the hut on chicken legs, in Russian, Baba Yaga's uh, hut is most often named uh, as an izba or itzba, which is usually translated as hut. Okay. But an izba is basically a log cabin that's typical of rural Eastern Europe and Scandinavia. Okay. And these were traditional peasant houses in the countryside. Yeah. Now, her homestead is very important within the stories themselves, as we found tonight. So the perimeter of the house, weirdly, often plays an important role. So we had here the fence around her house with the skulls on it. Yeah. We had another story the first time we met Baba Yaga. Yeah. She had a squeaky gate. Oh, yeah. She needs to like oil the gate and water the, no, like do something to the tree and then. Like take a ribbon off the tree or something. Yeah, that's it. And do mm-hmm. something with a cat or I can't remember. That was it. Uh, and it, similarly, her stove is often important in the stories. Right. Yeah. She's probably trying to cook and eat the, the hero or heroine. Uh, and just generally as well, upkeeping her house. So mm. Vasilisa, her task was to look after the house yeah sometimes baba yaga has uh, roommates she's got people living with her what we had a pair of disembodied hands and the three oh, yeah. riders kind of yeah uh, sometimes her daughters live with her she's got a daughter she's got daughters yeah. whoa uh that's accommodation transport her preferred means of getting around is the pestle and mortar yeah Punting herself along with a pestle in one hand and sweeping away her tracks with a broom in the other hand. Yeah, what's that all about? I don't know. <laughs> it's in, it's insane, but kind of genius as well. It's one of yeah. my favourite details. Of yeah, her. yeah. It's absolutely nuts, but yeah. it's very striking visual image. Because not only have you got she's riding around in a giant mortar with a pestle, I imagine it's sort of hovering like a foot off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> So you've got that image, but it's not just that. She's also covering her tracks with the broom. Okay. So she's really like busy, furiously yeah, working while yeah. it's not like a leisurely ride. No. <laughs> That's great. I like the sweeping away the tracks because it's like, you never know that she was there. So if you're a kid, I don't know, in the yeah. woods and you know about Baba Yagi, like it's not like there are tracks you can no, follow. Exactly. She could be anywhere. Could, yeah. Scary. Well, and the other thing is, it, it seems very strange until you think that the witch in Western Europe travels on a broom. True. Which just seems totally normal to us because we know about it. But actually, both of those things are just everyday, mundane household implements. True. One's a pestle and mortar, one's a broom. Just stuff that you find in a house. Yeah. That maybe makes it seem a little less weird. I I hadn't really thought about that, but that's true. There's no reason for that to be more weird than a broom. Hmm. Fair point. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) On the chicken legs, just Mm -hmm. before we move on, are they like still like actively chicken legs? Like can they bend at the knee and like run around? (laughs) 
I feel and like, her heart run off. Well, I feel like that's the implication. Yeah. I think so. Wow. Maybe that's why you can never, again, be quite sure where it is, yeah. where she is. Yeah. Yeah, none of the stories we've read with her have the heart just sort of bounding off into no. the forest. <laughs> but I suppose it could do. Wow, that's amazing. It's a very strange detail, that, isn't it? It is, yeah. But as I say, she loves birds. But apart from that, I don't, I have no idea why that would be the case. I suppose it's another sort of rural, domestic, everyday thing, like yeah. the chicken. Yeah, yeah. That you'd have in your backyard. It's very odd. It is strange, isn't it? <laughs> and she eats humans like chickens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot, oh, a lot of chicken stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, a lot of chickens. What's that all about? There's a lot of mystery around Baba Yaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact... Well, this brings me to the next part, Adam, which is one of the most confusing things to get your head around about Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga is actually really a description, not a name. It just means scary old woman. Right. A Baba Yaga is a type, not an individual. So actually, in many stories, you often get several Baba Yagas. Wait, are you trying to tell me (laughs) that... When I say, oh, the old woman who lives in the forest in a hut on chicken legs, you're going to look at me and say, which one? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I told you it was confusing. What? Uh, well, as I said as well, she often has daughters, uh, which are called Yagishna. Oh, Yagishna. Like little Yaga. Now, I think in English, it's easier to think of her as a character. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's for linguistic reasons as much as anything else. It's easier to translate that way. I think that's what I've read. But it's not strictly true. No. She's a type rather than a, a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, another thing that maybe you're picking up earlier on when you said you're confused by her is um, there's also ultimately an ambiguity to her character. So on the one hand, she's decidedly cannibalistic. Uh, she abducts children and seems to relish death and misery. But on the other hand, she often rewards characters if they do well and yeah. provides the means for their salvation. So here, she, you know... She gave the light. She yeah. gave the light, and which helped Vasilis a dispatch of the evil stepmother and stepsister. I was going to make this point. She is an interesting character because she isn't purely evil like that. She's just a bit of a chaotic one. Chaotic um, good? Um, chaotic bad. I would say chaotic bad. <laughs> yes. I think. Yeah, she's chaotic. She's got a nasty streak in her. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean, here, as we see, she helped Vasilisa ultimately. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it just makes it all the more mysterious and intriguing, really. The fact that you can't pigeonhole her is yeah. just a bad, just a baddie. Yeah. Yeah. It adds to her character, I'd say. Yeah. She's a complicated beast. She certainly is. So yeah, that's sort that's sort of a uh, summed up version of of, who, of Baba Yaga of who she is, and um, the academic Andreas Johns, he's who's a, kind of the authority I think on Baba Yaga, he says that Baba Yaga's particular combination of traits and functions makes her unique among witches and witch-like characters in world folklore. So she's a super special witch. Yeah, she certainly is.
so, uh, th- well, there you go. That's your sort of lowdown, very long lowdown on Baba Yaga, who she is. Um, there's only one final thing to talk about Baba Yaga. Okay. I found a few ideas about like the meaning of Baba Yaga. Like, who is she? What is she? Why is she? Um, where is she? How where is, is she? she? Well, most importantly, how is she? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, all of those. Fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Now, uh, Yaga and uh, associated stories can be considered uh, a window into the way of life of old rural communities in Russia. Perhaps her predilection for stealing children, which we haven't come across yet, but a lot of stories she, she's nicking babies, yeah. uh, might symbolize or explain fears of infant mortality right. for people living in these very harsh conditions. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, Baba Yaga, she's often uh, testing characters with domestic challenges as well. Right. Like in Vasilis the Beautiful. Yeah. And these are things, these domestic things like cooking or, or making textiles and things like that. These could literally mean the difference between life and death back yeah. in the day. And in a similar way, she might even symbolize, some people think she's a symbol of death for people that are living life always on the cusp of death in very difficult conditions, rural peasant life yeah. in this cold, harsh climate where death is never very far away in the form of, of nature, I suppose, in a way. And Baba Yaga's that sort of difficult, scary side of nature. So kind of like the Grim Reaper. But in a way, yeah. 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 Okay, interesting. You know, my fa- one of my favourite characters, eh? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, it was probably not uncommon for young women to marry and enter a new household run by a quite scary mother-in-law figure you know, who's telling you how to do things and do this and clean that and, and whatever. Right. And also, like the start of Vasilis the Beautiful, probably wasn't uncommon for a girl's mother to die and father to remarry and a new matriarch appears in the house, maybe with a load okay. of step-siblings as well. So that that family setup probably resonates. Uh, well, another thing, I don't even know if we should go into this, but another thing I, I read is uh, is that we should also think that many peasants would have believed in these stories as well. They weren't just stories. Okay. There's a blurred line between entertainment and facts. So they would look into the woods and say, oh, Baba Yaga's really in there. Yeah. Absolutely. That's scary. Now, a key idea about Baba Yaga is that she may be derived from an ancient pre-Christian goddess that has morphed into this character of Baba Yaga. Okay. So Vladimir Prop, who's this uh, very influential folklorist, he thought that Baba Yaga's connection and power over birds and animals in general was indicative of a connection with pagan totemic animistic religions and rites. So the theory goes that perhaps Baba Yaga was a forest goddess involved in ancient initiation rituals in communities. So initiation okay. ritual, you know, like we get like christening or a bar mitzvah or whatever. That's an initiation yeah. ritual. Sure. So if you think of the stories that we see her in, Baba Yaga, often a youth in some sort of trouble yeah. ends up at her house, faces the danger, deals with the challenges set by Baba Yaga and emerges as a new person. And then the trouble that led them to Baba Yaga's house is resolved and they can go back into the world. Okay. So that's 
perhaps an echo of an old initiation ritual. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the idea, I think, is that there were sort of in prehistory, there were these symbolic initiation rituals that involved a pagan goddess figure. And that could be the early foundations of what became Baba Yaga folk stories. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen this idea before uh, as well, that fairy tales, folk tales are secular versions of ancient religious practices. That these stories are, you know, same with the Grimm, they're remnants of initiation rituals for adolescents, which is why it's always a young boy and girl. Sure. Who are the hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's the main theory. I, th- I was hoping you were going to list off a bunch of similarities <laughs> like, yeah, this one had chicken leg huts. Or what, like old goddesses and things yeah, like that? Yeah. Well, I think the implication is that we just don't know. Okay. Like, um, there's, there's no written record. There's not really any archaeological evidence. But we do have like sort of witchy, witchy figures in other parts of European uh, sort of pagan communities. So you get, we talked about um, Perkta, in uh, Mother Mother Hula, which was a grim story. Mm-hmm. You get these sort of alpine goddesses. You get in Italy, you get Befana. You get sort of witch-like, wintry goddesses that kind of are witchy. But there's not really much evidence for them because these were very old communities that wouldn't have written stuff down. Yeah. Uh, and especially, you know, perhaps going into the deep wilds of Russia, there's even less uh, documentation. Yeah. So we just don't know. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, it's a theory. Yes. Interesting theory. But wherever she comes from, wherever her meaning, she eventually became a staple of Slavic folklore. Uh, in fact, Jack Zipes, the fairy tale academic, he goes so far as to say that he believes the distinguishing feature of the Russian fairy tale is Baba Yaga. Okay. No other witch is so fleshed out and characterized. And she shapes the narrative of stories in interesting and unexpected ways. Yeah. As well. I'm not going to disagree with, with Jack, with Professor, Professor Sipes. She is a, a fascinating character, though, isn't she? She's so unique. She feels to me, I think, um, Baba Yaga uh, and the imagery surrounding her and the imagery of her huts and all of this stuff conjures up in my mind an image of some, like, studio ghibli films do you know what i mean it's got that very kind of uh i'm thinking some of the stuff in like uh howl's moving castle Mm. or um what's that is it uh spirited away i mean there's literally like a really scary old woman with a big long nose that's who i'm thinking spirited away yeah 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 yeah. so there is there's something something some kind of imagery in those films that conjures up or reminds me of baba yaga so I know Japan is massive into folklore, fairy tales, storytelling, myths and yeah. stuff like that. And they have a very rich uh, culture of it and history yeah. of it. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Studio Ghibli... Because, uh, I mean, they use Japanese folklore and mythology all the time in yeah. Studio Ghibli. But, yeah, totally agree. Yeah. 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 Ah, interesting. Ah, oh, there you go. Well... Wow. What a Halloween it's been. Oh, happy Halloween, everybody.
So yeah, I mean, as I was saying earlier, I wanted this episode to be uh, a Baba Yaga directory. Yeah. Here's a kind of index of Baba Yaga in Grim Reading. Fantastic. Because she's, she's all over. She's quite spread out around yeah. Grim Reading. So if you really like Baba Yaga and you want more, uh, she is first introduced in Funde Vogel, which is episode 61. Yeah. We next spied her in Frau Trude, as already mentioned, episode 76. We actually read a Baba Yaga story in the recording of Frau Trude, but the episode was so long that it got relegated to our Grim Fables patron podcast. Uh, so we cut it and put it in our uh, patron podcast. Okay. Episode 32 wow. of Grim Fables. And also in Grim Fables episode 20, I took us through a tour of Baba Yaga in popular culture. Yeah, I remember that. That was a highlight for me. I think that's my favorite Baba Yaga thing we've done. That was good. Popped up in... Um that Keanu Reeves film. Yeah, she was John played Wick. by Keanu Reeves in yeah. John Wick. Um, <laughs> she was in a Marvel film, it's mentioned. Lots of computer games. Yeah. So we played clips from them all in the episodes. Like Kate Winslet or something? Kate Winslet played Baba Yaga. Yeah. And uh, and that's where you can find Adam uh, saying the jingle line originally. <laughs> Before it got jingle jingified. <laughs> Should we hear the jingle again? Why not? She rides around in the magical water. <laughs> It's Baba Yaga. <laughs> it's too good. Yeah. It's too good. It's great. Ah, oh, and there you go. And that's everything I've got for you on Baba Yaga. What a fun episode. Slightly scary, but not not terribly so. I, I, I'm just about holding it together. Okay. I mean, you are shaking a little. But, um, yeah. I'm going to pretend it's the cold, but I'm a little bit scared. It's pretty hot in here. Got, a little bit scared. The fire's pretty high, so that's um, obviously not true. Look, I'm just... <laughs> Uh, I'm just shaking. Uh, it's okay. I'm scared. Um, Hello, Adam. I will look after don't, don't, you. Don't, don't. <laughs> that that doll would not have lasted five seconds with me. I would have gone ah! and kicked out a window just out of fear. Smashed, <laughs> smashed it apart on the table. <laughs> ah! uh, thanks, Mum. Uh, I don't actually want that. I'm going to leave that with you. <laughs> It's when you put pop it out in the wheelie bin and you watch the bin men come the next morning. You watch the bin being tipped up and you're like, you see it go into the big thing that crushes it. And you're like, that's gone. You go back inside. It's on your bed again. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Or you realize it's watching the bin man with you over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And then you turn and look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Adam. Feed me. <laughs> um, we're not scoring this, are we? We don't normally score. No. Uh, a special a special exactly yeah no I I just wanted to check how how would you well if I mean if you were to (laughs) I I, I won't make you don't worry okay but how did you enjoy it did you like the story I did like the story there's a lot to think about there's a lot of aspects to the story it felt like um, lots of individual chapters um Obviously, mm-hmm. the best stuff was with Baba Yaga, and hence we spent most of the episode concentrating on, on Baba Yaga. But the doll <laughs> was cr- creepy and amazing. And the fact that she landed the king by sewing a great shirt. Yeah. Nice. Nice work. <laughs> I mean, we really got a lot of description of the building yeah. of those shirts. Oh, yeah. The construction. A bit too much, maybe. Well, a little bit. Because you kind of feel like when she leaves Baba Yaga's, that's like this sort of 
really the end of the, the story. End of you story, think it's going to tie it all up. Be a little epilogue. No, there's another five chapters about her making a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it wasn't her, was it? Or was it her? No, that was her. What that wasn't coming? the doll. No, no. The doll built her a super loom. Okay. Okay, she built, and then that, but that is the reason her shirts are so good. Yeah, because she had the super loom. Super loom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Super loom. Super, the super loom 3000. Oh, yeah. Just picturing that, because it said the uh, the doll made the loom in the night while Vasilisa slept, and it's yeah. like, I'm just imagining the old woman like waking up, coming in to like get some serious. <laughs> Vasilisa's sleeping, and this doll's like. <laughs> she just closes the door. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm actually really scared. <laughs> Good. That's how I want you at the end yeah. of our Halloween special. That's a terrifying image to leave you with. Yeah, it was too wholesome, the whole, it's about a mother's love. Yeah. No, no, no. No, it's I, about a creepy doll. I want to creep you out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say, I've enjoyed doing a Halloween special. I mean, maybe we could do this again. I think we should. Maybe, shall we say, same time next year? Sounds good to me. Fantastic. <laughs> Well, I'm going to um, turn on all the lights and sleep with the lights on. <laughs> well, I bought you this lovely skull on the end of a stick. I thought you could oh, take and that could uh, really nice. keep you company tonight. Can I just pop that outside? Yeah, sure. I mean, you could actually like make a whole fence of them. It looks great, I hear. Oh, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. But thanks for the gift. Yeah, no worries. Okay, I'm getting them in. I'm going to head off. I'm going to ride home. It's gonna be a little scary out Be there careful. tonight. Yeah. yeah, I will. But it's okay. it's all good. I got a little uh, a little doll I just picked up in the in the toy oh, shop. Have you? Yeah, that's not weird. We've been getting on quite well actually. Oh, good. <laughs> it's got a little. It's got its own little toy horse. It's gonna ride next to me. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go quite slow. Well, before I go, just in case I don't make it back, this was of course a nun grim story. We've actually done a few other famous nun grim stories. The Pied Piper and The Little Mermaid. Those are available to uh, patrons for $5 a month and up. Yep. But they're also available to buy as one-off downloads at payhip.com slash grimreading. Fantastic. So anybody can go and pay for those episodes and get to keep them. Forever and ever. Fantastic. And it's kind of like this, where we just do another story and give it the grim reading treatment. Yeah. Right, come on, little doll. Watch out for strangely coloured horses. Will do. I mean, don't worry. I've thought about. I painted my horse red. Okay, so I'm going to fit right in out there. Okay, you you're going to have no problems. Come on, little doll. Let's get. I think Adam wants us to leave. Bye. (laughs) Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, We'll see you next time. We'll be back to our regular schedule with the Tailor in Heaven. (gasps) Okay, that's exciting, isn't it? I'm so excited. All right. well. Well, until then. Please, please keep it grim. I certainly will. Keep it grim, everybody. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash grimreading to find out how and also see the range of benefits available as a thank you from us. You can, of course, email us at grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at grimreadingpod. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Grim Reading. You can find us on Podbean, podbean.com slash grimreading. And we also have a website, grimreading.wordpress.com. Keep it grim. <laughs>